The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. And as usual, hopefully with you, you're listening to Matt Slick Live. If you want to, you can give me a call. All you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. Today is, uh, let's see, November 11th, 2022 for the podcasters. If you are uh, curious to know what day this occurred at. I've got a couple of calls coming in. And three open lines, 877-207-2276. I want to say th- thanks to those who are uh, helping out, contributing $5 a month and such. We do appreciate it. Uh, it's a, a very valuable uh, support that we have. We're losing and we're gaining, and it's because of the economy. But if you can afford $5 a month, we ask that you go to carm.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G, and um, forward slash donate. And you can set it up right there. It's really good, really easy to do. And we don't, you know, as much as not very much. All right. So today is uh, hate mail day, and hopefully we'll build against some of that. I love hate mail. I really do. I think it's awesome. For some reason, um, uh, well, I got a little, okay, good. I got a little startup problem with the hate mail. Interesting. I mean, with, uh, that's interesting. So anyway, um, good. Yeah, I lost my, eat, my uh, outlook crashed. And then I decided to do a couple things and got it back, and then that's a little bit different, but that's no big deal. You know, tech stuff. All right, all right, all right. Let's see. I think that's about it. So, uh, well, we could just jump on the phones. I don't know who this is, but uh, welcome. You're on the air with Matt Slick. Hi, Matt. How are you? Doing fine. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, my question today is... Um, in 2 Timothy 2.12, Paul tells Timothy that if we deny Jesus, he will deny us. Mm-hmm. But what's confusing to me is Peter denied Jesus three times publicly, and Jesus didn't deny him. He's saved in heaven. So can you help me with this confusion? Sure. Uh, it's not a hard, fast rule. You deny him. Like, if you deny him once, that's it. It's all over for the rest of your life. That's not what's going on. If you are in the practice and the state of denying who he is, then he's going to deny you. What Peter did was mess up pretty badly, as is obvious. And uh, later you'll notice in John 21, Jesus uh, said, do you love me? Uh, you know, And, and uh, he said, well, yeah. Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Three times. Because Peter uh, denied Christ three times in different contexts. And so he went out and wept. And then he repented of course, and became a very staunch supporter of the Lord Jesus Christ, was even martyred for it. So, in his martyrdom, he certainly was not denying Jesus. So you've got to be careful not to just assume that if you do a one-time statement, that that's a universal truth value, and that's just how it's to be understood. Okay? I guess, thank you, I guess also what's confusing to me is... Um, uh, in Reformed theology, you know, we we believe that the Lord um, will keep us, you know, by His power saved, um, that, you know, He can protect us and so forth. So I, I guess I was confused why He'd tell Timothy, well, you know, if you if we deny Him, He's going to deny us, but by grace we're saved. 
and were saved irrevocably. It's it's this. Well, well, hold on. Can you deny him? As a Christian, can you? Are you there? Well, I guess if Peter did, people can. I asked you. Can you deny him? You. Could you do that? I guess you, technically okay. it's possible. Okay. So let's just say that someone holds a gun to your head and, um, you know, deny Jesus or, you know, say they're going to kill your family. And you, you do. Does that mean you're not saved? Or does it mean in a moment of great fear and confusion that you blew it? God understands. Yeah, it would be the, the latter. There was a, a man, um, I, I don't know the name, I don't know the exact details, but during the Protestant Reformation, when uh, the Catholic Church was evil, and it would kill people uh, for not uh, affirming the Pope. And so, uh, in Fox's Book of Martyrs, there are many accounts of this. And so, there was a man who was a papist, and then became a Protestant, became a Christian. And uh, he denounced Roman Catholicism. The Catholics found him, got him, and threatened to kill him. And he then recanted, and he went back to Catholicism. And it was a, a big deal, because a lot of people were following him and had uh, become Protestants because of him. And then uh, the conviction was so bad that he recanted of his recantation. He says, no, the, pap- the papacy is false, and I, I do believe in, and trust my Lord Savior alone, grace alone, you know, the Protestant uh, particulars. Well, they got him again, and they said, repent and become a Catholic, or we'll burn you at the stake. And so he said, burn me at the stake. And on the way to the fire, he asked them to stop, and then he asked to have his right hand, I think it was right hand, freed. And he walked up to the fire, and he put his hand into the flames until it burned to a crisp. And he said, Thus let it be done to the hand that betrayed my Lord. And then they put him in the fire and killed him. Now, was he not a Christian because he denied Christ? Did he became a Christian? I, I don't know all the particulars and how regeneration works in that particular situation. But things are different. You know, I remember um, in college, uh, Rod Rosenblatt was a great professor at Lutheran College, and someone asked him the question, if someone put a gun to your head and said, deny Christ, what would you do? Long pause. And he said, if I deny him, it's because of my sin, and if I don't, it's because of his grace. And he said, I can only hope that I will never deny him. But the fact is that if we just deny him once, I don't believe that means you're not saved unless it's an intention in your heart of serious denial. What would you do if your family was at stake and this was a situation? And I can't tell you what I would do. I can only tell you I know what I would hope to do. Well, we don't know what we'll always do in this situation. But God is faithful, even more we're not. I mean, whatever a Christian did... Um, like out of fear or of the flesh or out of weakness, that doesn't negate the regeneration that he did in our spirit. Correct. So, 
these are really deep subjects that I guess I have to just chew on for a long time. I understand everything you said, but, um, you know, it's just a little foggy to me. And um, I guess through prayer, God will give me, you know, a deeper, a deeper understanding. I'm trying to just, you know, reconcile grace and, and, and then we come across a statement like this from Paul, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> so, yeah. But well, uh, it's tough, Matt, you know. Yeah, it is. Look what he says in context. For this reason I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen. And that word there is eclectos. So that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus, and with it eternal glory. It is a trustworthy statement. Uh, if we have died with him, he will. we will also live with him. If we endure, we'll also reign with him. If we deny him, he'll deny us. If we're faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. So this is an interesting uh, set of scriptures to examine. To what degree uh, is a denial there? And uh, if he you know, he's faithful, even when we're not. So it's like he's saying, if you deny him, he'll deny us. But he's faithful. So it's a it's just like it's a warning. You better make sure you're in the faith. You better examine everything. And yet he's faithful at the same time. God is. So it's a tough one. But we know that uh, we can't lose our salvation because Jesus said so. So if someone did not, does deny it's because they're never saved to begin with, as First John 2.19 says, they went out from us because they never were of us. If they had been of us, they would have remained. Okay. Yeah, and then I was thinking, you know, the gifts of grace are without repentance, and if he regenerates us, he's not going to withdraw that doing. Right. So um, it's it's a lot to wrap my brain around. Sometimes it's all above my pay grade. I just have to get on my knees and say, God, I'm too stupid. Help me understand all this, you know. Yeah, that's, that's what but, I do. Uh, Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank Seriously. you, man. I don't want to hold you up on the phone here too long. Have a have a great night. <laughs> you too, man. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Wow. Well, we just lost a second caller. Now, I was uh, informed that they're having phone problems, and so what will probably happen is if you call, uh, I, I don't think that he can't hear you. He's just putting you on hold and then i see that that uh the call is there and then what i will do is uh is just pick up and and respond so if you call you don't really hear anything just don't worry about it okay uh having a little bit of a phone problem and it does happen it's not a big deal we'll work through it okay so for example we have four open lines eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six let's get on the air with whoever this is welcome you're on the air yeah, this room, and I've been calling, but nobody's asked me questions. Okay. What's your Okay, what, well, my question, question is, mm-hmm. <laughs> my question is, if, uh, if, how can Catholics say uh, Mary is God? Because they in don't. Luke 1, in Luke one forty seven, she says that, He's Savior, because she says, you know, God, my Savior. So she can't be, uh, uh, she can't be God. No, they don't say she's God. They don't do that. What? They, no, they, they never say that, that Mary is God or part of the Trinity or really? anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not I to thought, say that they I don't. I they consider Mary is God. No, oh, no, no. 
No, not at all. But they exalt her to a level of a goddess, but they never say she is God. They would never do that. They haven't done that. Okay. Even though there's been so some movement. Being... Say, oh, there has been a movement among some uh, Catholics to get Mary uh, included in the Godhead by proxy. There actually have been, so, and the Catholic Church has re- renounced that. And that's good. What about her being a savior? Well, she needs a savior, you know, Luke 147. But, no, no. Uh, Do they consider her to be a, a savior? In a sense. Not like Jesus, but that she provided the graces needed uh, to us through her son. And that uh, she, in a sense, cooperated with uh, what Christ did in order uh, for salvation to occur. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, they okay, exalt well. her. They exalt her to a level of uh, just of paganism. They say things of her that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Bad news. Okay. 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 Thank you for clearing up for me. I appreciate sure. it. Have a good weekend. You too, man. No problem. God bless. Hey, folks, just to let you know, they're having phone problems. So I see that people are calling in, and then they drop out. And um, so if you're listening to me, and you want to just uh, call in, and uh, you don't get uh, you know anything... We can only have two calls on hold at a time. We only have significant phone issues due to the new studio changes. Okay, well, that's what they said. We'll work on that. And hey, folks, uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Just found out that uh, the phone problems is just for today. And uh, Keith, our uh, producer, would let me know that uh, we can only have two calls on hold at a time. We normally would have five up to five and now we can just do two and they'll work on it so for today we're gonna have to work on just two calls uh, being on hold so if you call and can't get through I'll say hey another open line whatever it is and then you can call right away but we're just gonna work it today not a big deal all right and and also we can't he can't really hear you so there's a phone problem so you're he's answering and then he just I just see that it's answered there's no information and uh, but you're on so get up just bear with me and uh, give it a shot Let's get to whoever this is from wherever you are. You're on the air. Hello? Hello? Maybe Hello, we'll Mom. Okay, there you go. Hello. So yeah, what do you is, got? Is, mm-hmm. I'm sorry? This is Claudio. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad. Do uh, you have a question? Yes, sir. I want to, I want to know who controls our... Who what? Are we being determined our faith? Because I go uh, about, I do my my work, I make choices and everything. But Psalm 103 said, know that the Lord himself is God. He's he who um, has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Yes. 
So is what? it is it me who, who make a, my choice or is it God timing it? Oh, you mean your belief in Him? Both. Yes, sir. The Bible says in um, in Philippians one twenty nine. It says, I think I'll just read the verse and then talk about it a little bit, so that people know. I'm not just paraphrasing. It says, for to you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. So you're granted faith, or the act of believing, by God. Now, in Greek, has been granted is what's called the aorist passive indicative. And aorist means past tense. Passive means they receive the action. Indicative means it's a statement of fact so it's a past tense that you have received the act of believing it okay you this is what God's work is but you believe in him so there's a congruence here God grants that you believe but you do the believing so both are true one is not negated by the other and so that's what I'm trying to show to you it has been granted to believe. So he grants that you believe. And you do believe because it says you believe. Okay? Yeah. So both are true. Okay? Yes, sir. I have another question. You have time? Okay. Yeah, sure. I yes, read go it ahead. in Genesis 32. Go ahead. 22. Jacob wrestled with and God has to change his name from Jacob to Israel. After I wrestled with him. How, how exactly how exactly is that? I don't understand the question. Sorry. It's not uh don't understand all the words you're saying. Could you repeat it again, please? Repeat it. In Genesis thirty two twenty two we are told okay. that Jacob wrestled with God. Okay. And um, yeah. Jacob called unto God until, until God, he asked God for some help. And God said, your name is going to be changed, no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Yes. So how, how, how did that happen? Did, did he actually talk to him? Did he see God? Yes. The pre-incarnate Christ, if anyone, it would be who the one he was uh, wrestling with. He says, for I've seen God and lived. That's what it says in I've seen God face to face, Genesis 32-30. Uh, and his life has been preserved. So, generally speaking, what we say is that all appearances of God in the Old Testament like that um, are uh, manifestations of uh, the pre-incarnate Christ. Now, there's a, some debate on a couple of particulars, but that's that's the general rule, okay? Okay, so he was he was guessing with Jesus Christ. He was most probably, uh, my position is, that he was wrestling with the Lord Jesus. Now, some could even say that it was an actual angel who was retaining the name of God as a representative, and some might say that, but it does not uh, appear to be the case because he says, uh, I've seen God face to face. Now people say, well, wait a minute, Exodus 33, 11 says, you cannot see my face, for it don't make it see me and live. 
But what's interesting in Exodus 33:11, where that is said in nine verses later, Exodus 33:20, it says God spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. It's not a contradiction. It's something for us to have to study to learn something because in the doctrine of the Trinity, this then makes sense that uh, the totality of God and 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 even or the Father in this context cannot be seen. But whenever God is seen, it deals with the pre-incarnate Christ, and that's what's going on there. It says, I've seen God face to face, yet my life has been preserved. Okay? Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right, sounds good. All right, brother. You got anything else? Uh, my call again. I, I don't want to hold other people. Okay. Well, there aren't anybody. We're having phone problems. What they're gonna, he's going to do is going to reboot with what we call the stack. And uh, he might do that after your call done, or he might do it during the break, and he can type it in in the console uh, on the screen I can see. And so we're trying to get through this problem. And so uh, there might be a little bit of dead time. We're hoping not. I'm talking out loud to hopefully he can uh, type in if uh, he wants me to get out of the stack and get back in when he tells me. It's a little bit of an issue. So uh, we're just trying to solve the two-line problem. He's going to try to do a, a stack. But he said he'll do it after, the, after we're done. So we'll just figure it out as we go. All right? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, there's another call coming in. Good. All right. Well, God bless, brother. All right. Okay. Let's try this. And um, maybe we'll just do the restack or reboot the stack after uh, we get to the second break. Uh, hello. You're welcome. Uh, you're on the air. Yes. You're here, Matchlick? That's me. That's me. <laughs> yes. You're talking to Matt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I have a question. Yes. Or a comment. Yeah, okay. I hear a lot of people say, you know, that people say, if you got if you got nothing good to say, keep your mouth shut, right? People say that to the or, or parents that to the kids. Well, that, that was so that people use that as a convenience because if you got something to say that is uh, that is against what a, what a certain particular denomination or particular group or a pastor teaching something falsely or an error, they use that 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 uh that uh, uh that term to keep you quiet. You know what I'm saying? So it's best you know that they say, well it's nothing good to say to keep it keep your mouth shut, but for their convenience they they say that. You know what I'm saying you know sir? Yeah, people just tell others to be quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my point is, people say, if you got nothing good to say, keep your mouth shut. Well, of course, it's convenient for them to say that. So what's your question? Okay, there's my a break. My question is... Well, hold on. Why, can why, can you hold why, on? What? Hold on. No, we get a break. And we're yeah. going to try and reboot the stack. So uh, hold on, buddy, okay? If we lose you, just call back, okay? All right. I think we're going to redo the stack right now, and maybe uh, Keith can let me know if that's the case, and then we'll we'll figure it out. We'll get back from the break. God bless everybody. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, let's see. We need to hit the screener or studio option. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, we're having a problem with the phones, but we have two callers waiting. And so if you call right now, you won't be able to get through. And then when I say go ahead and call, 
then when you do get through, you won't hear anybody until I pick up and start talking to you. So if you call the number in a little bit when I give it out after we have an opening, and I say, just, just you know, don't worry about it, he'll answer, but you can't hear him talk, uh, then I'll just pick up and we'll just we'll have you on the air. So not a big deal. We'll just work with it. Things happen. It's all good. All right, let's get to the next caller from wherever you are. <laughs> Welcome. You're on uh, Talking yes. Mass Slick. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, like the, the, the phrase that people like to use when you can't say something good, keep your mouth shut. But those who oppose the the truth, they want people to, to adapt that kind of mentality. Yeah, you know well, what I'm yeah, it's a form. It's what the left does in that they want you to keep quiet. They don't want truth. That's just why they want to control the media and they want to control schools. They want to control all kinds of things because the far left is not interested in truth or it's interested in agenda but yeah it, but that happens there but it happens at, you know in all kinds of levels of society in homes and peoples and jobs and work yeah that's often the case okay. yeah I got another quick uh, question the results of this election thing do you think a lot got allowed this or did I get glory out of it uh, always the results, you know, what happened? yeah ultimately you guys watching Tucker last night about it and he made a really interesting statement he said that at a was it 13 i forget the exact number 13 instances where suddenly uh, the the uh the votes aren't all tallied uh that and in and in critical areas critical states and counties in critical in those critical states that um out of 13 of them only 11 or, or a, a total of, I think it was 11, went, was it 11, I think he said? Anyway, went for Democrats. When the Republicans were ahead, and then as the votes kept being counted over the next few days, the gradually the Democrats end up winning. And it happens, he said, I think he said, 87% or 77% of the time, I think he said. Which is, to me, suspicious. So I don't know if I trust the elections anymore, period. That's just my opinion. I don't know if I, I don't think I trust them. I just don't trust uh, our system anymore, our government. I, I just don't trust them. I don't. So I don't know if it's. What I was telling my wife what I think is going to happen is that during the, the uh, midterms, I said I think that it's going to be close, and the Dems will stay in power, and it somehow was made to look like it was very close, but they just squeaked by. And the reason I, I say that is because of what Biden said when he said a couple of weeks ago, just trust the uh, the midterm election results, no matter what they are. I'm like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe uh, that there's corruption in high levels of our government and our society. That's just my opinion. I'm, you know, that's, that's it. But God's in control. You know, He's going to work through it. He has His way of turning this stuff around. You know, He does. He has His way of blessing people and having people come into the faith and doing miraculous things. So the reality is, we live in a fallen world. There's a lot of sin, but the other reality is, God is in control of all of it. So we've got to look to Him, be positive, and do what we got to do. Okay. We so in other words, so God, so God can allow this country to enjoy sin. So, to, 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 to the, so let like like uh, make them. Since you want your sin, okay, you can have it. So you 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 know you can be yes. satisfied so much with sin that you're gonna you're gonna cry out to me. Then they're gonna they're gonna realize how wrong mm-hmm. they were. Yes, that's right. And um, if let's see, if you read. In I think what chapters was it? Revelation thirteen, fourteen, fifteen range. Uh, that you'll see that there's judgment that comes upon the land, and that uh, because it's of uh, people's sin, and they still won't repent. 
they still won't uh, cry out to God for help in times of distress. No, they yell at God. What I've noticed a, a lot is uh, the past few years, talking to atheists in particular, is that they raise their opinions to the level of God on what is right and wrong and how the God of Christianity should not do whatever it is he does, whatever they complain about. People are arrogant, they're foolish, they're prideful. They do what's right in their own eyes. And all I can tell you is, I'm glad that God saved me out of all of that. That's all I can tell you. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. God bless. All right, man. God bless. Okay. All right, we have one open line out of two. So if anybody wants to call right now, you'll get in. You'll just be put on hold. You won't be able to hear anything until I, I pick up with you. So uh, that's 877-207-2276. We're having tech problems with the phone, but we're working through it. We're working around it. Not a big deal. Let's get to uh, whoever you are waiting. You're on the air. Hey, this is Claudius. <laughs> okay. Yes. My yes. question is, what's the real interpretation of the fig tree? Oh, that's that a tough Jesus one. To, the fig tree. Yes, that's a tough one. Uh, the fig tree uh, basically represents Israel and the fact that it didn't bear fruit when it was supposed to and was cursed by Christ demonstrates that they did not, Israel, did not do what was necessary before God and God judged them. And that's uh, 70 A.D. Okay, that's the basics of what I understand it. All right. Okay, sir. Okay. Do you have time for another question? Yes, I do. Go ahead. What is the meaning of the providence of God? Providential? Providence means that God provides for us providentially. What does that mean? It means that he lets the rain come down and the wind come down to us and the sun come down upon us and he provides us with opportunities to be able to work. Uh, he takes care of us and there's countless ways where he has provided for believers and unbelievers and that's called the providence oh. of God, his preparation of all things as he works according to his will in reality um, for generally for our benefit. Okay. Okay, sir. Thank you very much. You're welcome very much. All right. Well, God bless. Okay. Hey, we have wide open lines, whole two of them. And so if you call right now, uh, you'll be put on hold, and you won't be able to hear anybody <laughs> until I get on the air with you. So uh, if you want to call 877-207-2276, feel free to give me a call. Just remember, if you do, we're having phone problems today. And if you do that, uh, all that will happen is you'll just be, you know, you'll click, you'll stop ringing, and you'll go, hello, and no one's going to say anything. Just just wait and um, and stuff. So well, we have nobody waiting right now. All right, so what I'm going to do, because it's Friday, and we do have a break coming up in a couple of minutes. Oh, there's two calls coming in. See, that there it is. I was going to do hate mail. I'm going to do one hate mail really fast, because this is a good one, and I love hate mail. And uh, I like it when it's short and sweet. And someone named Jolissa, which I like that name, says this, You are an absolute idiot and have no idea what you are talking about. And anyone who believes what you write is a fool. That's the whole email. Now, you know, that's well said. It's got uh, punch, brevity. It's well written. Uh, the punctuation's all correct. 
That's how you do it, and I appreciate that. Now, I only would ask, um, really, can you explain a little bit more so that I understand exactly what it is that, uh, that you're saying? You know, you're an absolute idiot. Uh, not a partial idiot. That's what's good, but an absolute one. And I have no idea what I'm talking about. Of course, what subject am I not having any idea what I'm talking about? Which means this person, Jalisa, would have more knowledge about what I'm talking about to know that I don't know what I'm talking about, but doesn't tell me what I'm talking about. And anyone who believes what you write is a fool. Well, which part of, of, of it? You know, I write about all kinds of stuff. So, I don't know, maybe maybe she was a little upset at me. Yeah, think. All right, let's try this. Let's get on the air with the next person waiting. There you go. Uh, welcome. You're on the air with Matt Slick. Are you hey, Matt, how you doing? Doing all right, man. Hanging in there. So what do you got? Hey, Matt. Uh, I listen to you uh, a lot of evenings going to work. Okay. Um, I'm a father of three. Okay. I'm trying to be a better better man and a better father. Yeah. And uh, I've kind of kind of lost faith um, at times throughout my life. You know, I, I had a grandfather that that showed me you know uh the the way to christ but i've kind of lost that way and uh i kind of want to start over and try to be a better man be a better father and be a better follower um can you recommend anything in the uh in the bible maybe to begin with or where to start maybe well as i'm thinking about things um, you know first John kind of comes to mind I don't know why but you might want to consider first John it's a, a short easy book to read and it's towards the end of the New Testament and you can try that but okay. what I would we got a break coming up so I want to talk to you about this after the break okay and some other stuff all right brother okay 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 hold on we'll be right Thanks. back all right so we have uh, no open lines because we only have two lines today. We will, Lord willing, be right back after these messages. So please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the last segment of the show. I just want to remind you that we do stay on the air by your support. Please consider supporting us. Would you kindly, maybe, go to karm.org forward slash donate, and uh, you'll find that you can, hopefully what we can ask you to do is just $5 a month. It's not a whole bunch, but if we get enough people doing that, we'll be fine, and we're asking for that, just $5 a month. Not much. Hope you consider supporting us. Let's get back on the air with... Uh, Whoever was, I forgot his name. But you're back on. You there? Yes, sir. All right. So you want to get back with God. You want to do what's right, right? And yes, sir. be a better man. Okay. First thing I would recommend you do is just get on your knees and talk to Jesus. You just just talk to him about where you've been, the sins you've committed, your, the rebellion of your heart, the failures. I mean, he knows them all. But there's something good about talking to him about it. And then you just trust him to forgive you of, of everything. And then you ask him to change you. But I have to warn you about that. 
that if you do ask him that and if you mean it he'll change you that change isn't always easy though and I know from experience it's not it's good but it's not always easy sometimes it's be very difficult and sometimes it's just a, a huge blessing but we do that because we trust in who he is and we want his way above our own and we know that if we ask of that he will make us better men because sometimes what we have to do is change change our attitudes change our thinking and this means the core down deep of what we are needs to be addressed and since God knows all things he knows what to address and he has his way so I always tell people you count the cost if you want to follow him and be a better person not just to be a better person because that's not why you follow him you follow him because of who he is he's God in flesh and because he died on the cross and rose from the dead and you first trust in him for the issue of salvation the forgiveness of your sins you commit your life to him and you do this by prayer you trust in him you don't have to have anybody lead you but someone could you don't have to have that it's you and him talking you confessing you trusting in him and you should know all this if you've been in churches before and stuff like you seem to say you were and then read your Bible and find a good church to go to and I'd recommend you go to my website carm c-a-r-m dot o-r-g carm dot org and that you look up what to look for in a church and then the article is there and just you know look through things and it's pretty brief and uh, has a list of things to watch for in a church and if you and you got to go to church you got to get grounded and so you do that and um, you'd be on the right road but I'm telling you it's not always easy it's not always tough either it's just that there's bumps and, and, and divots and problems on the road of life you just got to realize that that's part of what happens but if you're willing to, to do that and move with him he will definitely work with you okay all right all right thank you man okay good enough all right you can do that yes, sir. thank you pray you you ask jesus to forgive you talk to him he's god in flesh and read that word and you find a church to go to now there's a lot of bad churches around and a rule of thumb is don't go to any church with the word united in it a united reforms okay but basically a rule of thumb if it has the word united like united pentecostal united apostolic united methodist just stay away they're they're bad okay calvary chapel is a and, good and basic church yes mm -hmm. where should i where should i start in the bible um try first john should i start in genesis or should i start somewhere mm -hmm. else in the bible because that that is something that i haven't done is read the word and stay consistent in, in doing so. Well, what I would do is just uh, whatever you think is interesting and whatever you want to do. You start in Genesis if you want, read for a, a little bit, a few chapters, and maybe go to the New Testament and read over there. Like go to Genesis chapter 1 and John chapter 1, and you'll see that both start with in the beginning. And you can see parallels between the word that spoke, that there be light, and the word that became flesh. Genesis and John there's stuff like that and I think that first John the the epistle of first John there's first John second John third John that's at the end of the New Testament all right 
uh, I think that would be a good epistle for you to read. A good epistle. All right. Thank you, Matt. And check it out. All right, brother? Okay. All right, man. Well, God bless. All right. God bless. All right. We have one open line if you want to give me a call. And if you do, remember, you won't uh, hear uh, Keith answer. You'll just be put on hold. The ringing will stop, and it won't go dead. That means it's working within our limit, limited problems we're having right now. And then I'll just pop, pop in and go, hey, you're on the air. We have one more caller. Let's see. Uh, welcome. You're on the air with Matt Slick. Hello. Hello. Are you there? Hello? Maybe we're having more phone problems. Maybe the person's away. Who knows? Maybe they're baking chocolate chip cookies, which sounds really good. So I don't know. I'm going to take it a little bit here longer. And if not, what I can do... Uh, let's see. Stacks this. No, that's something different. So let me try this. Okay, try this. And try that. There. Are you there? Hello? That doesn't look like it's going to be working. I don't know what the situation is, so no big deal. What I'm going to do is put that on hold, and... Um, I'll hang up that on that line, that person, and you have to call back. And then uh, I'm going to read some more hate mail, okay? Because I like that, and people do too. And there we go. Let's see. Here's one that was interesting. Um, are you threatened by the Shepherd's Chapel? Instead of attacking, go through biblically with concordance to teach the true word of God. Now that's interesting because um, the Shepherd's Chapel is basically cultic, and they do these things called word studies. But when they do the word studies, they they don't know how to do them properly. They make a mistake. And they've come up with some really wacko stuff. So it's not a big deal about that. That's not a great, uh, you know, a great uh, email or anything. So uh, let's see. How about this one? What is this one? I read your little spat about Wicca on the website. I found it very uninformed, to be honest. You deem it a form of satanic worship when, in fact, it honors the earth, the skies, the sun, and the moon. <sighs> When people say I'm uninformed, uh, you know, when I wrote the section on Wicca, I had uh, purchased, I don't know, 20 books or so on Wicca. I don't know, 10, 20. Uh, went through articles on the web, and I studied it, and I studied it, and I studied it. And so, you know, there are different views within Wicca, but a lot of people just generically complain, like this person does. Anyway, you deem it a form of satanic worship. It is, because it's not serving the true living God. What they do is they say that they worship elements of the sky, the sun, the moon, and gods and goddesses of their own creation that relate to the earth. That's not Satanism, because they define it in such a way. Uh, they don't understand that what they're doing is actually serving false gods and demonic forces. So ultimately, it is uh, a form of Satanism, though it's not r directly worshiping Satan. They wouldn't call themselves Satanists. And I wouldn't call them that either. I'm just saying, ultimately, the one who they're serving is not their false wicked gods and goddesses, but um, uh, the enemy of the gospel altogether. Let's see. Uh, a Wiccan could wear a tiger's eye stone about their neck as protection, such as a Christian would wear one of the martyrs about their neck that promises protection. You see, here's a good example of why Catholicism is dangerous. Because the the Catholic Church teaches its adherents to wear certain things, uh, amulets and crosses and varying things that then have properties that can help you. And this is from the Catholic Church. It's not in the Bible. And so this person is comparing the idea of wearing a, a, a stone for protection. Now, you know, it's hard to say, well, how is the stone going to help you? They might say, well, how that those little things that Catholics do, they can help you. Well, neither does. 
but uh, it, it's one of the sad realizations that uh, is produced by Catholicism. You can claim that you aren't part of the bigoted, oh, I can't read that, <laughs> people in Christianity, yet you are. Uh, what does the word bigot mean? You see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go look it up. I'm, I'm going to do this right now, okay? Because people say, yeah, you're a bigot. And I say, okay, define bigot. And it's really interesting because a bigot is, quote, a person who is obstinately or unreasonably attached to a belief, opinion, or faction, especially one who is prejudiced against or antagonistic toward a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular group, close quote. So is that person being a bigot? Are they being uh, un Obstant, obstinate, obstinately unreasonable? Are they attached to their belief, opinion, or faction? And uh, when I've asked uh, people who accuse me of being a bigot, I say, what does it mean? They, I don't know. And then they just say it. And uh, they accuse. They don't know what it means. Anyway, this person goes on, no one wants to be helped. Really? Uh, in the Bible, does it not say not to push him onto others? <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, give me a verse for that one in the book of Second Moronicles. Let's see. Uh, he says, I think Beck, Bill Mayer said it perfectly. Christians find themselves superior to others because they have a book that says a man named Jesus was put on the earth to die for our sins. Um, when he asked a Christian woman, she said, No, I don't find superior my, I don't find myself superior. I see myself as being full and trying to help the hungry. His response: I'm not hungry. That makes no sense. You know, when someone doesn't does not have all their paws in the litter box, you get this kind of stuff. And that's right. This person says, "I was raised a Catholic until I reached the age of reason," and uh, when, that's why the, the other stuff about Catholicism. When I learned the definition of contradiction, which I find in many religions, goes on. I also noticed some of your questions for Wiccans. You ask how we know our God and goddesses really exist. Well, we may not have in in a pretty little book such as yourself but word of mouth passed down from generation to generation as is just as good as a book i find the bible a great work of fiction it fits nicely between kim harrison and patricia briggs as for your bit about the wicca as the devil was whispering in the ear causing them to do horrible things that's not what i said um any rate you know let's just go to another one hey another one on wicca uh, no, it's the same person. Okay. Ooh, how about, let's see. I was looking at your site, listening to your radio, or your video on salvation. One of the things that stuck, or struck me, excuse me, is the fact that you portrayed God as vindictive, as he sits in judgment to punish his sons and daughters for eternity. You know, I've had so many conversations with people who just come off um, with a haughty attitude and don't don't know the full context. I have to explain it to them. And they don't seem to be open to, uh, you know, what God has to say about the great love that he has and the consequences of rebellion against him. That's all. They only see one part, one side, elevate that, and then misrepresent the whole. Oh, well. Okay, look, we're about out of time. It's Friday. Hopefully by Monday we'll have the phones fixed, and we'll just see how that goes on Monday. I hope you all have a great evening. And um, uh, let's see. I will. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, yeah. I got a conference I'm going to be on tomorrow, and I'll put the information for that on the CARM org calendar, CARM.org forward slash calendar, where I'll be speaking. And hopefully it'll, it'll go well. I'm not sure if it's open to everybody, though, but we'll see. Just look for that. If it is open to everybody, I'll put the information up. If it's not, I won't. I'll be speaking on presuppositionalism and the cults. 
on a conference with Eli Ayala. He's a good guy, a good friend of mine. And may the Lord bless you. And please remember uh, to keep Carm in your prayers. And if you'd be so kind to support us, $5 a month. All you got to do is go to carm.org forward slash donate. $5 a month, that's what we ask. And that would help us a great deal. May the Lord bless you. All right. Have a good time at church. And we'll talk to you later. God bless everybody. Bye. Another program powered by the Truth Network.